When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, welcome to a what a night quality evening in the Europa League. We're back in action again, a 5.55 kickoff, no less. That's when you know, isn't it? When you know you're properly in the Europa League, 5.55 on a Thursday evening. Uh, warm welcome back to Jude Summerfield, Hunter Godson, Dan Kilpatrick. And it's nice to be sitting here talking about another win, albeit with the slight caveat that we had to rope in the big guns, didn't we? Like there was just there was just a little asterisk. Mm. I was trying to work out, and I think I messaged my dad this actually. I said I'm trying to work out whether it's great that we now have a, a first eleven because I felt like last year it was like well, anyone could anyone could play. We know who's going to play because we don't have any options, or whether it's a bad thing that we're reliant on this team that's working. I, I think I'm sort of in the former. I have to say I, I'm. I don't mind admitting that this is our best 11 now, because I feel like we haven't had that for a couple of years. Yeah, it's very much like it's, it's suddenly become ironed in, hasn't it? Almost over the course of the last four or five games, you've really seen it solidified. Because, Dan, when we went through that patch where there was, what, like eight, nine games in 21 days or whatever, we just couldn't have that, right? And then once the dust settled, you suddenly now, it all, team almost picks itself. Yeah, and I'm probably the opposite of Hunter on this. I think... <laughs> It's oh, not right, a okay. particularly good thing that suddenly it seems like Harry Kane just has to play every important game, doesn't he? And every game is kind of important. We're already at that point where it's like, OK, you can't beat Antwerp unless Harry Kane plays. You need to play 45 minutes in Bulgaria and get the job done for us, which he absolutely did for Spurs last night. But I don't think that over-reliance on a, on a few players is what Mourinho would have wanted. And I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but... He obviously was making a point by playing Kane and uh, bringing on Hoiberg, you know, giving Hoiberg and Sissoko a half each and playing Dyer and Alderweireld at the back. You know, it, it, the point was Sanchez, Vinicius, Bergwijn, obviously Delhi. You guys, I can't trust to do the job in the Europa League group stage at the moment. And I don't think that's a particularly encouraging thing. But the, the thing is, it's changing all the time, isn't it? And, you know, next week it... It, you know, it could be a different story altogether. Yeah, that's that's, that's rough, isn't it? I mean, any is that fair, Jude? That they're in that position. Is it, was the performance so bad the other week that you feel like against Antwerp that you feel like, yeah, do you know what? Maybe this is just what we need to do for now. Mm, well, didn't I think Lask actually beat Antwerp last night? Yeah, they did. 
So that just sort of showed. Lads, it, lads, it's Come on, lads. Bang down. Get in. Always love Lask. Oh, they needed to do that one for us, yeah. <laughs> Calling in favours from Lask. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Massive result. Done. Calling in favours from Lask. Um, God. I mean, they've, well, those players have each still got to get more regular minutes in their legs. Um, and, you know, it's probably not surprising that Mu doesn't trust them at this stage seeing as they haven't taken the chances they've really had so far. But it was just important to get the, that win. And hopefully they'll, you know, especially Delhi, hopefully they'll get a few more minutes um, after the international break. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, won't it? I, I, I think based on what Mourinho said last time out about players using the international break to kind of uh, build up fitness and build up form, etc. I'm wondering whether this is a real opportunity for the likes of Delhi, for example, to get a head down and, and graft away. Um, we'll come on to that in a bit. Let's do the let's do all the good bits from last night. I'm, I'm going to ask that we maybe reserve beautiful for Harry's 200th. So we'll do the, the good stuff. Who wants to take first dibs? I'll go first. I'll take first dibs. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go first. You go first. Dan. I'm happy Jinx. to go last, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. I just want to talk about the Celso. So... Well, that's oh, exactly what I was going to get in there. That is literally what I was <laughs> going to do. Me too. So go on. Sake. You go, Dan. You go. Yeah, I knew you were going to get in there. <laughs> well, the first thing to say <laughs> is that Mourinho was quite down on him afterwards. Well, not down, but he was quite critical of his work off the ball yeah. and said he's still not the kind of geo we know and love from last season. So Mourinho obviously thinks that he's got yes, a bit of a way to go before he's back to, to where he was. And he's just been named in the Argentina squad, which I think in his case probably isn't a great thing, even though he kind of needs minutes. But yeah, they, they always seem to play these... I don't know, even know what their fixtures are, but they always seem to play ultra-aggressive internationals <laughs> against like rivals. Bolivia, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but yeah, in, in terms of last night, I, I thought he was kind of everywhere. You know, usual caveats about the opposition apply, but he was at the heart of a lot of good stuff. Um, and it really looked like the only thing missing was his kind of decision-making and sh- finesse in the final third. And then Sonny just put one on an absolute plate for him after 17 seconds with one touch, which was, was the perfect thing for him because he couldn't miss. And, and that was the only thing that I think had really been, been missing from him, just that kind of decision-making and, and the... the a couple of inches on his on his shots, um, but obviously Mourinho thinks that there, there was more to do off the ball, and he, he sees those things where I probably don't. Dan, just just uh, just to let you know, it's uh, Paraguay and Peru. So yes, two incredibly physical World Cup qualifiers. Oh, God, <laughs> he's coming back with two dead Lovely. legs. Yeah, exactly. Is it because he got a nudge yeah. in the last? round of fixtures didn't he it's really frustrating I do do you know what Hunter you made the point last week didn't you I think when it was kind of like we were seeing Lo Celso take maybe eight or nine touches and it felt like last night it maybe went down to five or six yeah it's just you know, that, it's that sort of gentle drop yeah get not not there yet I I saw I'd I'm not sure if I agree with the level of criticism but as as Dan said um Mourinho sees more than we see and you don't see the whole story on TV as well obviously um but yeah, his his work on the ball yesterday I thought was was brilliant and vital. Um, he's so classy in possession, um, in in those sort of tight areas in the ten space, and I just thought the the link up play in general, the play between him, Kane, and Bale, 
get that's that's what we were all there for last night. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. That's why we that's why we turned on a five fifty five Europa League match to see what what sort of level those 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 boys are getting to. And the the link up play was was brilliant, especially for that um, the second goal. That was exactly what we want to see happening between them against uh, any opposition. We just need to see that start start to click. Do you know what? I get so much joy from watching Lo Celso do those horrible, niggly, nasty things. I'm wondering, Jude, whether that, that comes with him being at the peak of his powers, that maybe when he's a little bit more confident and he feels a little bit more at it, that's when you're going to start to see all of those like nasty bits come back as well. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I, I actually just think he's a really, really fun player to watch. Um, he's sort of got, like, similarly to... And Dombele, he's a really fabulous dribbler. He's not quite as unpredictable, obviously. But um, he's brilliant to watch. Um, and yeah, hopefully those little nuggety challenges and little uh, elbows and ribs and stuff like that come back pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Can I throw this out there? What has been your favourite Lo Celso uh, sort of shithouse moment so far? Because oh, a... I know mine off the bat straight away. Uh, what was it? The Everton game. The Everton game last yeah. last year. Yeah, was it last year. Yeah, it was last year. He was just con- consistent throughout. I did, he didn't let them get out their own half without giving away a foul. It was it was something we I've, I've not seen since uh, probably Eric Lamella like two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah, do you remember the Luca Dina one though, where he just wouldn't stop flicking him, flicking <laughs> <Just kept laughs> him. <laughs> Oh, and he was literally so seething. Yeah. And he just sort of was like pushing his hand. He just mm. wouldn't let it go, wouldn't let it go. And you just think, oh my God, that is just... I, I, We've been missing so much, just that nastiness. Just that, like so annoying like, and so ag. He's smart on mm. the ball, he's smart off the ball. They're, they're so vital, those players. And they're so Jose Mourinho. He needs he needs people on the pitch who are going to annoy the opposition. Give, even though, even breaking up the play, I think it's such an underrated team that... Under, underrated thing to have in your team but if you even go back to like the successful Guardiola teams his his strikers give away hundreds of fouls and it is a, it's a whole part of the plan you know to stop the flow of the opposition and he does it well because he, he rarely gets well he he doesn't get booked until at least the second half most of the time so yeah it's a really valuable thing to have and he's a cl- clever annoying I'm glad he plays for our team sort of player it's, a, it's an interesting point about the bookings because and Dombele doesn't have that skill yet, that canniness, does he? He often gets booked in the first half and Mourinho has to... He, I think he's taken him off at half-time once or taken him off after the an hour. Mm. And both times afterwards, he's kind of referenced the fact that he got booked and he was walking a tightrope. Whereas as Hunter says, there are kind of Argentinian shithouses. Lamella and Lo Celso are quite <laughs> good at, at saving the booking for, for late in the day, which is an undervalued skill. Mm. Do you want? Uh, do you reckon with the Ndombele one that? Well, I don't know. I certainly feel like if he gets booked in the first half, I always feel like he's got a, a mistake booking in him. You know, where he just he leans too much into a challenge, or he just overstretches at some point because of his style of play. Whereas I always feel with Lacelso and Ndombele, it's very, very deliberate what they do. They, if they're going to kick someone, they really make sure they kick them. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're right. The, the way that Underbelly throws his body around, especially the way that he throws his legs out to sort of protect himself and to win fouls, that you get one of those wrong and it's a yellow card all day long. You know, if you step on someone's foot accidentally or if you kick someone in the in the sort of ankle accidentally, that is a second yellow card. So I think 
yes, I could, I could absolutely, and I, I, I agree with you. Every time, even if Sissoko picks up a yellow card early on, I'm like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> because I just don't think Sissoko can help himself on anything. Undombale, uh, yes, it would be a mistake. But yeah, I can definitely, you know, he's raw still. That I think he's he's improved massively. But for me, you know, he's still incredibly raw. And, and he can he's getting better and it's brilliant to watch. But yeah, those little things, he'll learn over time. Is there any um, bad bits last night that are kind of outside of the obvious? Has anyone got any that are kind of more left field? Because I know that we teed up at the top of the show the fact that we ended up having to use all of the guys that really I would have quite liked to have seen just sit there wrapped in cotton wool. But was there anything else that that stood out for anyone? I don't think it was a great night for the defence. No. I don't think they would look that assured. And I don't think it was a great night for Hart either. Not that he was especially at fault for the goal, but it was the only real mm. moment where he had to step up and, and he didn't. Um, Mourinho assessed it afterwards by saying they never threatened us but that wasn't really my reading of it I thought in the second half they were forcing Alderville and Dyer onto the back foot you know more often than was comfortable for Spurs and it didn't look wholly convincing to me so it does still feel to me like the team is quite heavily imbalanced and top heavy in terms of quality I just feel like the, the we... best players are all in the, the final third really do, do, do you reckon side. we yeah very true yeah do you reckon um Jude that we in theory might have an option in Tanganga or do you think it's too early for him uh he probably well, if he to... comes back from injury obviously like we, yeah well, I mean if, 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 if he, yeah if he's fit and available I think he yeah he's a solid option I mean he's still they probably still need to figure out what his exact position is because he was played all over the place last season wasn't he so if he was going to play you'd want him probably at, at centre back if seeing as we're well stocked in other areas um, but there's Joe Roden as well um, so you've got those two who's just sort of waiting in the wings waiting for the CBs to make another mistake um, which you know might not be that far away even if they have I'm doing back. that I, doesn't feel like I'm that, doing that, that thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that thing where I'm like oh what if Roden's like perfect mm. you know it's like, <laughs> it, it almost feels like it's so much so it's not so much riding on him but you just feel like it would be really helpful wouldn't it if he was able to get up to speed in the same way that say like a deli was when he mm. first joined i think i think um uh, i think worryingly uh, i'm i'm st- i said it a couple of weeks ago i'm still not sure about dotty in a four with with that current setup um he he was quite poor in possession yesterday gave the ball away quite a lot really cheaply and he just doesn't look that comfortable when you know when when they get put under pressure with getting forward and getting back. Um, but yeah, as as Dan said, I don't think the defense again covered themselves in glory. Uh, and watching Ben Davis after watching Regulon at the weekend is is uh, stark. Um, and and <laughs> it feels like it feels like a few years ago. Well, it almost feels like watching Danny Rose and then playing Ben Davis. Peak Danny Rose and then Ben Davis. It was always the same for me. Like, Can I ask you that, Hunter, then? On Dotty, yes, perhaps not quite giving us as much as we would like, particularly going forward. I think that would be the, the kicker. Do you look at it in, in the, with the view that, OK, well, look, he's solid. 
Or do you look at it as this is an opportunity missed? Like if he's if he's not going to get it right going forward. Uh, to, to be honest, the price we I, got, we got the, him at two. If you get two years of, I, I think he, the one thing I enjoy with Doherty is when he gets around the area. I think he's going to do a good job defensively. That's that's fine. Uh, it's all, we've almost got this a similar situation. Like Aurier is arguably better at getting into attacking positions, but. But with Dotti, you don't feel like he's going to give away a silly penalty. So we're making trade-offs for 15 million. I think people say at the time for the price we got Dotti at. If you get if you get two seasons out of him at a decent level, you've got. I think you've got your money's worth. Uh, yeah, I think I think Spurs should should still be looking at, at players who are coming. And you said, like you said in in the week, you know, Mourinho putting his arm around Tarek Lamptey and sort of giving him the ball and going, yeah, there you go, mate, that's one for you. I still think they'll be looking at, at other players. It was a very cheap buy in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it, it, I think that's that's pretty much spot on, isn't it? They, 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 we saw it in the documentary. I hate to come back to it all the time, but we saw it in the documentary that Mourinho looking directly at Serge Aurier and he's saying, I'm worried you're going to make a stupid decision and give away a penalty or get a red card. <laughs> sort of all my, like There's no real more clear statement than that, is there, mm-hmm. about the way that he feels about Serge's defensive capabilities. And I suppose, at least with Darty, you know that you're, you're, getting, you're getting that solidity, right? You're getting someone that just hopefully is not going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. It doesn't feel like there's too many ugly bits to to go deep on. Was there anything in particular anyone wanted to flag? So, but Delhi not getting on, and then the players who came on. Uh, I think I always think it's really, really difficult for substitutes, especially if you're not used to being a substitute, for substitutes to make an impact. And, and you know, players actually, you know, over time become more used to it. But Bergwijn was playing, starting every game. Vinicius will have been starting every game. Um, and now they're coming in, they're sitting in, and they're having to come off the bench and make an instant impact. You know, there's no patience anymore. People were getting really annoyed about Vinicius last night. I was like, this is a work in progress, guys. Like, he can't. You know, obviously he did very well last season, but I, don't, I honestly, I just think people get. I think the ugly side again is people over exaggerating what what was a very <laughs> a very fine performance. And yes, you can have a drop off when you make you take off some of the best players in the world. Can I Do you mean very fine out? as in, oh, that's that's very a very fine wine, or very fine as in very okay, <laughs> very just, okay, just as in as in very that's a Europa League game that we've won three one, okay. There we go. I've got to say with Vinicius, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree with you largely, but I do worry slightly that that Mourinho's management of him has been a bit odd in the last couple of weeks. I mean, he played so well against Lask, I thought. He didn't deserve to come off against Antwerp. And then he came on tonight and, and missed that chance within a couple of minutes. I think yeah. shot over from mm-hmm. the Celso's cross, I think it was. And then just by the end of the game, I thought his, he looked a bit short of confidence already. Um, he was just, you know, as, as Hunter says, it, it's, it's a work in progress. It's massively early days. I don't think he speaks a word of English yet. That, that was but still, it, it, Yeah, but still, you, you, you just think... It's it's a shame that the momentum from the last game seems to have been lost relatively quickly, and and obviously it things are changing so fast. There's so many games; it can be gained again as quickly. But with him, that that that's a minor, um, sort of minor disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Two very uh, quick other uglies before we go on to the Harry Kane show. Danny Rose has been named in the under twenty threes. 
how do people feel about that? Because for me, I'm sort of at this point now where I'm, I feel like there shouldn't care, still be it? new. <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't still be news around Danny Rose. You know, I th- I think the the narrative around that's quite horrible. Uh, Spurs fans sort of take joy in the fact that that he's down there. I, I you know you know my view on Danny Rose. I I'm I'm a big fan of Danny Rose. I like footballers who sort of speak their mind and don't don't sit there and just take it give their opinions i think the game is low on them and people will disagree with that people will say that he was too outspoken he shouldn't and he's made mistakes i can see dan's face i think he thinks he's made mistakes um <laughs> but um so it wasn't i, I was daydreaming yeah. um, <laughs> but i i, I think about it's a, danny I, rose making mistakes <laughs> i think yeah. it's a non-story Precisely. i honestly do i, th- I think it's daydreaming about being in the mix zone with danny rose which is always a <laughs> Exactly. One of the joys of the job. <laughs> he should have gone out alone, and I think he's just playing for fitness. Uh, yeah, I think it's a non-story, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean I'm glad yeah, he's playing for the three and not um, playing absolutely no football at all. Yeah, you kind of do. I still, in my in my sort of um, soppy side, I still think, God, he's been here forever. Like I know football is not about sentiment, and it's time for Spurs to just be winners and. It all just to be very straightforward and we go on and, and forget about any of the emotional stuff that, that Pochettino was sort of alluding to the, on Monday Night Football. But I, there's still a bit of me that's like, he's longest serving member of the club now. Kind of mm. just would like it just to be a bit more amicable, you know, and just be like a bit more soppy and soft. But that's just me. Um, right, Harry Kane, let's do it. 200 goals in 300 games. I'm. I cannot get enough of seeing Harry Kane score goals, but I also can't get enough of him writing these really monotone, grayscale tweets. Like, yeah, cool, another record onwards. <laughs> That's the best part, isn't it? No, great win tonight, lads. He, Next one. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. He is a he is a cyborg sent back through time just to score goals. <laughs> Absolute terminator, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's just battering records down at the moment, isn't he? And and the fact that the the assists are coming so freely for him now. Um I thought I thought we saw basically his full array of skills last night. You know, he had the the shot from 25 yards out that comes off the post and then and then the header and then he actually missed a sitter. By his standards, he missed a sitter. But, you know, we move on because then he scores a goal and gets an assist. And you sort of think, look at this man. What a man. He know, he's got it all. He cost, cost Winksy a bit of credit, though, didn't he? He did because that was such a well-weighted yeah. pull from Winksy. Yeah. It was incredible. But that's the thing about Kane. You know, you talk about the, the boring tweets, but these records, we've all become sort of numb to them. They're so commonplace. It's just like, oh, yeah, Harry Kane's got another milestone. Oh, Harry Kane's gone past another landmark. And that's how good he is. He's just made us all kind of blandly accept um, these great feats. And I think last night I saw um, my colleague John Veal tweeted a comparison of Shearer, Henri, Aguero and Rooney, I think, to 200 goals for their their kind of the Premier League clubs they're most associated with. And only Aguero's done it quicker. So he's he's done it. He did it much quicker than Rooney, much quicker than Shearer, and much quicker than Henri. Um, Aguero took seven fewer games for City to get to 200 club goals, and, I, and was probably playing in the in the Europa League for you know for as many seasons when he first joined, I think. So that's the incredible thing, really, just 
how used to these records we are now. Um, and, and they really shouldn't be commonplace because they're pretty spectacular. And before we know it, you know, in a couple of years, he'll have beaten Greaves' record mm. for, for Spurs. Well, I was um, I was going to ask, do we think do we think Harry Kane will get Jimmy Greaves' record for Spurs? If he stays, no doubt. I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But so what, Dan, you're saying is that Harry Kane for Ballon d'Or, right? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, some, you know, someone tweeted it last <laughs> night and I was like, I saw someone just tweet it. And I was like, oh, hold on a minute. No, hold on. It's not gonna, probably not going to... Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, absolutely. With the, the, the sort of... The it, slow, it's, it's a bit more open this year, isn't it? Like, the slowing down there. of Lionel Messi leaves the door open for any of those the, top... The Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or. Very, very good. God, I'm going to have to clip that, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, that's just type five right I'm there so, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I I, I'm heading off I'll see you yeah. later <laughs> but, it, but it does because Lewandowski should have won it this year and obviously that's that's not happening for whatever reason France football have decided that won't be happening uh, you know and then it's and then it, it's a throw up between you know your yeah, Mbappe's Haaland will probably go on to have an incredible scoring year but Harry Kane adding assists makes him that sort of Kevin De Bruyne all round threat and that, that, there's no reason if he goes on to, uh, if he carries on at the I think Spurs would have to win the Europa League though do you, do you think yeah I was going to say because a good I was going to say what about a good Euros uh, yeah good Euros would help but I just think the Champions League was always yeah so heavily weighted in these considerations and and often when it was tough to choose between Messi and Ronaldo you know you might have given Ronaldo the edge for for something he'd, he'd done in the Champions League so I do yeah I think that might be that's the only reason, the only good reason, apart from an injury, I could think of now that, that Harry Kane shouldn't be well in contention because he's obviously one of the best players in the world. I'm going to put this on record. I know you know this already, and it's something that we've all spoken about a million times. But 14, 15, 31 goals in all comps, 15, 16, 28, 16, 17, 35, 17, 18, 41, 18, 19, 24, 19, 20, 24. If he ca- carries on at current trajectory, or if he even gets better. Do you think he could top that 41-goal season that he had in 17-18? I suppose stays fit is the key kicker. I think he'd be involved, directly involved in more goals. Mm. But as I said a few weeks ago on the pod, I think the great thing we're seeing about Kane is he seems kind of less fixated on scoring now. I mean, obviously that's reflected in ridiculous assist numbers. I think it was 10 for the season last night. But he almost seems to have had this moment of acceptance where he said, you know what, it doesn't matter if I'm not scoring a hat-trick in every single game. I just want to show that I'm you know, the best player in the Premier League and one of the best players in the world. And that means showcasing all these other bits. And I think he's quite enjoying kind of coming deep and spreading those passes to you know, the right, that kind of trademark ball he does now. And I think he's quite enjoying getting the assist. You can see that in his sort of relationship with Son. So I reckon he could well finish the season if he stays fit with some ridiculous involved, you know, numbers on direct involvement in goals but that calendar year when he was outscored Messi and Ronaldo <laughs> that I don't think he's going to maybe hit those numbers again because he's just a different type of player now yeah I think he's more effective like this as well I have to say I don't I don't think we're going to create as many chances for Kane but he'll create chances for Son for Bale for other mm. other players and that's way more um I think it's better for the team 
Um, well, you know, he's lost Christian Eriksen, and there's no two ways around it. With Ali not playing at the level he was at, and Christian Eriksen not in the team anymore, he's lost what was the the top top quality service that he was was getting. I think Christian Eriksen takes a lot of credit there. Um, that, that Spurs fans are very quick to strip away from him. Um, uh, but but like I said, yeah, I think this this version of Kane, I don't think it scores as many goals, but it, as Dan says, he's involved in a lot more goals, um, and that's more. Uh, that's just so so helpful for us as a squad now. Very true, and then, I mean it, it's it's kind of mad that even though he's probably sort of less scoring less, maybe I think he's already on twelve goals for the season hmm. already in all comps. <laughs> I mean that's crazy. We're we're literally only in what are we in sort of maybe. Perhaps a quarter of the way through the season, in terms of the amount of games we're going to play, it's maybe ma- it's ma- maybe towards a third. As Dan said, he's normalised it, and you you almost expect it now, don't you? He scores. Oh, Kane scores a goal. That's the, <laughs> that's what I expected to happen. Kane Kane scores a header. Kane scores a penalty. Kane gets the assist. Kane does this. He's normalising abnormal performances, and and yeah, I think he should be recognised um, for that. It's probably worth giving some credit to Mourinho because to go back to the doc, he does say in it, doesn't he, that he can take Kane kind of universal. Mm. And then Kane says, I want to be like Messi and Ronaldo. And I think you know, he was hitting those heights before, as we've just said, with the ridiculous goal year. But you know, it does feel like his, his all-round game has improved under Mourinho. And there's, there's kind of no two ways about that, really. So as, as reluctant as... Sort of some people are to to give Mourinho's coaching credit. I do think Kane has improved under him, and I, I do think you know, he deserves a, a share of the praise for that. Absolutely, I completely agree. Um, should we do Should we do West Brom? What have we got? Let's look forward to West Brom. This is a game that we always uh, traditionally, in my mind, at least over the last ten ten years, is a horrible game for Tottenham. We we've drawn and we've lost in in ugly circumstances. Uh, I can only remember one, maybe two actually, but, but I remember one absolute nightmare performance where Dele Alli gets sent off. I can remember, <laughs> I can remember one where the, I think it was the last game of the season, and they were already rele- already relegated. I want to say, and they beat us. Is anyone else remembering that, or is that just me yeah. is that making no, Newcastle? I'm, 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 maybe? No, 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 Newcastle no. as well. West Brom. I'm I'm yeah, googling so I'm, it now. I'm remembering that. <laughs> I'm remembering that. Do you know what the the one that gets me is the one where I think Chadley or Kane. No, Kane scored one at the near post at the Hawthorne in the yellow kit. Kane scores one at the near post, and you're thinking, right, all's all's done and dusted. And then, uh, sure enough, they come back and 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 do us over and get the draw. And then the NASA Chadley goal versus us, where I think Delhi levels it up in like the last minute, but. We were longing it out in sixteen, seventeen. Banged them four nil at home. Draw them one all away. It's just <laughs> enormously mm. frustrating. But our head-to-head isn't good with them. You're right, Hunter. Like our head-to-head record with West Brom is actually pretty poor in recent history. Mm. Like it, as an overall, like West Brom have beaten us more times than we've beaten them in all comps. I, I think you think you'd talk about bogey teams, and obviously it's. Uh years change teams change but this was one, one for some reason whatever reason we've always seemed to struggle with and um yes the the game i was talking about was the last game before they were relegated in 2018 
Livermore. Oh, that one, of Jake Livermore scored in like the 93rd minute. Yeah, it was an awful performance from from us, and we had we had seventy five percent possession on that day and couldn't break them down. So I I have to say I expect a fairly similar worrying. Uh, Dan, uh, do you know what Dan? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go left field here. I'm gonna hope that what you have been talking about for the past three weeks happens. I don't know if I don't know if it will, but I'm hoping that we come out on the front foot. Yeah, I, th- I think as I've said on the on the last couple of pods, I think. Th- Spurs should be playing to their strengths at the moment, and and as we've we've just said, you know, it, it does feel like a top-heavy team in terms of talent, and there's there's so much quality in the final third. You know, you, you want to see this team get Kane, get Bale if he starts, which I don't think he will, but get Kane and Son and Dombele, you know, even Hoiberg's quite effective in in the final third. You know, get those guys on the front foot rather than kind of being being scared of <coughs> of what West Brom have to offer. Um, I agree with Hunter. I think West Brom kind of, in my mind, they always have a different manager and different players, but they're always just exactly the same team. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's just the way I perceive them. Like, oh, it's West Brom again. They're going to do exactly the same thing <laughs> as always, even though they're completely different to mm. six years ago. Quite an interesting story from Pochettino, actually, is that he, he hated, he did a, a sit-down interview with us after the Leicester season, when Spurs had kind of thrown it away against West Brom. Oh. And... Newcastle obviously mm. um, or Chelsea West Brom and, and Newcastle as it was yeah. and he did a kind of off the record where he, afterwards where he basically said which I think I'm allowed to, to talk about now but he basically said that th- that West Brom game was more the most painful one for him because the team just weren't doing what they were supposed to do and they, they were kind of going long they weren't playing out from the back and he knew it was all going wrong and I think um Dawson, someone Dawson, Craig Dawson. Yeah, Craig Dawson. Maybe. Did, did he did he score at both ends? He scored, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Delhi, yeah, I think, yeah. punched him in the stomach. Delhi and Delhi got off. sent off. <laughs> yeah, for, it was Claudio Jacob. Oh, it was punched. Claudio Jacob. Yeah, he was, gave think, him a dig. Yeah, it was, it was some kind of classic South American shouty, um, and, and Delhi reacted, and it was, mm. it was a kind of quite na- naive. But yeah, that that was. Newcastle game is the one everyone remembers and the Chelsea game because they were so spectacular but kind of sandwiched in between everyone's forgotten the, the, the kind of dour wretchedness uh, of that West, that West Brom game as well. I so have not forgotten that night. I remember that night so I was at the game that night as a, as a fan. I remember it so clearly, vividly. It's etched onto my brain forever. <laughs> there was always that side to us then, wasn't there? There was always that. That was always a possibility. But that's what we have to go and like, like the Brighton game, like the Burnley game. We have to get rid of that side of whatever Tottenham was. Well, they're a bit soft and they might they might fall apart like that. And I think I think you have seen you've seen a couple of performances that suggest maybe that is happening this year. Um, it's just important now to not go to West Brom and lose one nil to some sort of back post header. Fingers crossed we're going into the international break with a really, really good result. And um, it makes that two-week period or the 11 days without Premier League football uh, a lot, lot smoother and a lot more easy to uh, easy to take. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for joining. Thanks, Dan, Jude, Hunter. Uh, make sure you follow everyone on social and make sure you drop us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the pod. We'll be back on more, maybe Monday next week, perhaps Tuesday next week. Um, well, we will be running through the West Brom game, hopefully sitting here talking about Tottenham being top of the table. We'll see you all next time.
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.